welcome everybody to our last, um, I guess, deep dive discussion of the king, the eternal monarch. And with me is Ty Black, Nat Fox, and Caitlin Plesher. Welcome, ladies. It's the full gang. It's the full gang. <laughs> um, this has been a wacky and uh, <laughs> wild ride. Um, <laughs> going from the goblin to this would be like whiplash, I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> is this what it's gonna be this time is just us laughing kind of awkwardly about some of the yeah. stuff that happened yeah yeah <laughs> i think so i think, I think so, so. <laughs> probably um, <laughs> i i don't know what i was expecting with these last four episodes uh a lot of the th like i expected time travel because i think that that was like heavily hinted at but there was so much time travel that it was like almost overwhelming and you like could get lost with a lot of things um <laughs> So were we confused, ladies? Yeah. yeah I, I think as somebody who's really invested in time travel as a sci-fi mechanism, and we've spoken about this earlier on this earlier streams, but it has to have a logic. It has to have something that makes sense. And a lot of, <laughs> a lot of it fell apart for me. So I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah. 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 It, it has to have some logic. Yeah. And I just, I think now that I'm 12 hours post the King Eternal Monarch, <laughs> I kind of feel like this whole show is just like a hodgepodge of scenes just kind of stitched together. And it, it felt like that was for confusion, like for the story and for like the time travel element. But then like the last few episodes were still just a hodgepodge of scenes kind of stitched together. And it was like, they were just telling you that he was trying time traveling, but there wasn't, it was just like, Oh, now he's in a different, but it wasn't just time travel. It was like just infinite parallel universes. <laughs> like it suddenly <laughs> like, turned into a fluffy version of sliders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was, I don't know what I was expecting and I'm not really sure what we got either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it defies genre, it defies any trope within that genre. It just exists as it is. And it's a good thought study and experiment in how you can easily lose the narrative plot thread and conflict if you're just focused on making really cool scenes look really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and yet I had like a, a I still liked it. of enjoyment. Out yeah, of it. I cried. So yeah. yeah, they. So if you look at like the uh, other dramas, like the directors have worked on, you can see how this mess of a show like actually came together. Because yes. uh -huh. you're like, okay, they obviously took like one of the most popular writers, and then some of the most popular directors of some of the most popular dramas that have all been well-received internationally and they just shoved them all together. And you can see that, like, it, that's yeah. literally what we got. It's like this Frankenstein monster of great moments <laughs> or great ideas or great concepts or, you know, great chemistry. And, but it's, but it's pieces and it's kind mm -hmm. of like all over the place sometimes, but I don't know. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. <laughs> it's amazing how much a, like, I don't know, fluffy ending will heal many wounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know who I'm saying that to. <coughs> like a film. Uh, yeah. I but mean, I you, you forgive a lot with a good ending. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm just so tepid on the whole show. Like, I, I, I don't think I'm mad at it, but I'm also <laughs> like, what happened? Like, what, what was I here for? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> what was the point of all this? Because, like, in the end, and and maybe we'll go into the episodes just after this, but uh, in the end, we had three characters that remember the events of what happened. And to me, that, <laughs> like, if everybody kind of had a memory of their alternate self, like, I think that would actually be very fundamentally interesting to say the world progressed for forward after whatever happened and like the kid flute that's what i'm calling him now because i think he was actually the flute <laughs> maybe a human personification of the flute okay yeah, I, yeah. I got it i I mean, maybe, but I, I think it would have been more interesting if everybody had remembered, like you remembered, like your your parallel universe self had killed you and stuff like that. I think that yeah. that would have been a bigger message than just the three people remembering what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, it was so interesting. And and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the last episode, but like all the different versions of themselves were really confusing. And, <laughs> and by the time we got to the last timeline, I guess like where Jo Young and Lee Gon were in 1994 and then they both stayed in that timeline. I like wasn't a hundred percent sure like mm-hmm. what was going on. And so for a while I was like, wait, aren't there two Lee Gons <laughs> now? Like, is he still the king? I'm confused. Did his dad actually die? Like there were just so many things that I don't really felt were entirely wrapped up the way they mm-hmm. could be. Um, yeah. But, and, and yeah, only having like, I think the the choice to, let Jo Young keep his memories was interesting and not let anyone else because I, I understand if we let our two mains keep their memories, but then just kind of having him keep yeah, his and like he was out of time. They were those three were out of time. I think that the, made sense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. The impression okay. that I got <laughs> from that was that he was such a fan favorite that they probably had plans to kill him initially and then they brought him back, but they didn't show it because they just they just explained it off screen. I don't know. I, I'm just, I believe just a theory, but like, yeah, I believe that too. <sighs> I I yeah. thought it was really interesting that they showed April 2020 and there was no plague, you know, no, yeah. no quarantining, no, like, and, and, you know, like South Korea has been very, very uh, strict about what they've been doing. So it, it was just really interesting. It's like they tried to tell this story with the assumption like time will be fine. And it's like, well, actually, now now we can assume that that's an alternate reality from even our own, you know? Yeah, I is. guess. All right. Let's talk about episode 13 or what I've nicknamed. Things get confusing because, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, we, we start out with realizing that uh, Lady No is from probably this other like tales world um and we have the confrontation with prime minister co um and luna is like you know hanging out and taking over tales life in the other world and how much of that actually matters <laughs> i mean none of it I, yeah i mean i don't i don't know what matters so i actually think that the theory that I have is that there actually is only one flute mm-hmm. and that Lady No got to where she is because of that one flute and she brought it with her to that mm-hmm. world. Oh. And I, I kind of like the idea that like Go-Yo Boy is like a personification of it. But 
because because like I, I don't know like he did have an alt it looked like he had an alternate but I'm not entirely sure about that but like mm-hmm. I I think the writer had that whole thing worked out like I think she actually had it figured out as far mm-hmm. as like how it worked and how to time travel worked and you know she obviously went the fate route as opposed to like logic route yeah like she yeah you know what I mean like she went more for like what is fate what is fated but um but you know maybe she had some other scenes she wanted to do that just maybe the directors didn't envision correctly or they just didn't want to do I think a lot got edited out I think it yeah. like got chopped up and put back together yeah. in a way that might have they might have tried to make sense of certain plot lines more than others because and that just kind of like got left on the cutting room floor I could see that yeah correct me if I'm wrong but when we first found out that Lady No came from the other world, did she say that someone like approached her basically from the kingdom of Korea? Yeah. And then like took her from to save her you know, from the war. Yeah, like from in the middle of the Korean War. So mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. who came from the kingdom of Korea they would, had the flute. They had the flutes. Or yeah, I think maybe that it was, was Flute, flute yeah. Boy himself and Korea. Maybe I thought it was I thought it was uh, Lee Gong's grandfather. I thought yeah, that I thought was, it was. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, because the because Lee uh, Lee Nim kept saying, "My dad, these are my dad's mm-hmm. pillars," because mm-hmm. he had seen the pillars before. His dad had told him. About I think the you're pillars. correct about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. That's the danger of exposition, where you, ha- you sh- tell instead of show, is that you end up with so many circumstances where it's just like the information gets glossed over and it's forgettable, and that's kind of. One of the detriments yeah. that we found through the show. So yeah, agreed. Legon found out that Lady No was from the other world. Did did he reference that in the last episode? I think so. Or it felt like he was referencing that <laughs> <laughs> when he was saying goodbye to her for the second or last time. I, I did think that's what was happening, but I don't think that's what was happening. <laughs> but I know I, I was on that train of thought. Okay, okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> That that was a lot of actually a lot of scenes were like that. I was on like a certain train of thought. I'm like, okay, they're trying to tell me one thing, and then it wouldn't go there. And I was like, uh, okay, okay, <laughs> is that a me problem? <laughs> no, no. Everybody in chat is doing the same thing. They're like, thank God, I'm not the only one. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, so we have we have this whole like you know what if your doppelganger kills you type scenario that mm-hmm. happens in episode thirteen. Um, that really is triggered off by Luna, like tr- attempting to take over, but then also like attempting to kill her. But then she's like, I, I really didn't feel it because I would be sad for your dad if like that all gets resolved very quickly in the next episode, which feels like, you know, what I guess the point was that she learned her lesson. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I do, I do think that there was something kind of cool about, um, her being stabbed about like the stabbing, mm-hmm. the 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 poisoning of Lee Gong, the fact that Lee Gong knew that it wasn't her. Like there was a lot of cool stuff with that. And also we got the, hey, what if Senjay got to kiss Taeol, but it was actually her evil doppelganger mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just I a second. It was never brought up again. No. <laughs> and we never got any indication that Luna was interested in Shinjay. She well, just I mean, in the last episode. We get that like little interplay between. Oh yeah, that was their so alternate sweet. versions oh, of themselves, and like it's see, like like enemies to lovers. She's a criminal, mm-hmm. and he's a he's a police officer oh, yeah. still, and like mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, 
I think that I think that's what they were trying to say. I think that they were, I love they were meant to be together yeah. and that uh, Shinji, in that universe, yeah, in that yeah. universe, in the other universe, and and Taewol and Shinji were like passing passing ships that were never meant to be together, and that's what the the fate thing to Ty's point was trying to be said. Like you cannot. And that and that comes out if you kind of can change your lens to view. Okay, this is not supposed to make sense. This is fate, not mm-hmm. like science fiction. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. take it too seriously. Don't think too deeply. Just ride the waves of the fact that yeah, everybody has a soulmate, you know. And if you're separated by interdimensional travel, then yeah, it can mess things up. <laughs> yeah, just I, a little. Just a little. Yeah, I did think I did appreciate the time they took to mend everything because it really showed you that. I, I, and I do think that that that's what the whole story was about. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, this is where everybody's at. They're not supposed to be here, like because as we found out, like people were literally not where they were supposed to be in time or in different dimension. And the fact that they corrected all of that and they didn't meddle things up anymore, like that was really. That was pretty cool. Like, again, mm-hmm. it just means that, like, the writing was, like, there. Like, she knew what she was doing. She knew the point she was trying to make. It's just something's got lost along the way. Yeah, it got lost in the in the what scenes they chose to keep to show us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know? And I found the timing of the episodes to be really weird. Like, some episodes were, like, 90 minutes and some episodes were, like, 60 minutes like it felt like it jumped all over the place from a length perspective it's true yeah yeah so it's like they've tried to shove in extra scenes that like i I don't know that's that's death by editing right there (laughs) it it really is and i think that's one of the things that the, the the only thing that i would ever really criticize for the show um is the editing itself because of the amount of confusion it caused the audience and a lot of and I think it lost a lot of the audience at least as far as my drama mutuals pretty early on because of it and Mm -hmm. um, it's just a shame because otherwise the drama is actually pretty good and the story and the uh, characters are really interesting and intriguing it's just that you can get confused so easily for no payoff you know like it's nice if you can be confused and then have everything kind of clarified later, but then you just got used to being confused to the point where, okay, well, I'm just going to ignore that because it doesn't really matter and it probably won't even play out as an important plot point at the end. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah. like what were we supposed to have learned from each of the characters and maybe we'll take that into our, into our uh, fanat- like overall conversation, just kind of start to think about that because I think that that's where if a point was trying to be made and they went about these things this particular way and we didn't learn anything about the characters in the end with how they ended up, then I think that it does fail on many levels, unfortunately. <laughs> right. Cause you're supposed to, yeah. you're, it's supposed to mean something that you've, you know, gone through this journey with these characters, not just the three uh, that remember things. And have grown because of that. I I do think that we see the growth between the three because they remember things. But is it clearer that we can see, hey, there was some sort of healing that happened for everybody? Maybe. Um, All right. So episode 14 or we discovered that the flute is the little boy. (laughs) Really? Really? I think so. Did that happen? 
Because he talks about how he talks about the story. He, he tells like the story of it. Yeah, he. Tells oh the yeah, story that's the one it. that opens up with him talking to his like Leon's alternate's mom. Yeah, and it's just like immediately drops you into nonsense. Um, it's like, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to take your word on that because yeah. I don't remember that. At yeah, all. like he's like he's like everything is broken. Oh. Everything is split, and I can't grow up. But I guess we discover in the end he can't grow up because of it because he's. He's been what? there the whole time, but as an older guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, that was my favorite part, really, was that they, they, they that was like the most, um, it was like, a, it was like watching a YouTube video on Easter eggs and films. It's like, oh, look, do you remember seeing that guy in that scene? That was the flute. <laughs> so, <laughs> the flute. When they did the whole montage, I was like, what am I watching? What I was like, did I miss, did I miss this? Did I miss yeah. all of this? I and and like that's the layer of confusion because it's like on top of having time travel, interdimensional travel, uh, doppelgangers, like all of this stuff that you have to accept. It's through another language, and then also um, the editing doesn't lean into it and give enough space to make sure that we, as the audience, can follow along. Yeah. Well, like now, comparing the the deities in Goblin, the deities mm-hmm. in Goblin were like pretty um, important roles Mm -hmm. and they showed up from the beginning through the end in different iterations. And we were very clear as to what they were kind of doing and manipulating in the story. Whereas Yo-Yo Boy, and again, I I feel like I've (laughs) forgotten a lot of details in this show altogether, but the only like concrete thing I remember him doing is helping free Taeul when she was in the kingdom when she was trapped in the kingdom of Korea yeah that was episode like nine or something like that Mm -hmm. and everything else he's just kind of been like every couple episodes saying something cryptic and then yeah shot of yo-yo shot of yo-yo and he he, yeah in the end he only has the choice to like let them remember or not which I didn't even know he had that power so (laughs) yeah we I I'm assuming he's the flute but who knows he could be something else fate Etc. Because he's got the red string and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I see. No, there's the flute. <laughs> there's something weird to be said about kind of like the way that scenes are edited in Korean dramas versus like other Asian mm-hmm. dramas because there is like a weird trend. I want to say with more modern dramas where they do like this fast scene thing. Like there, there are like less than one second clips that they mm-hmm. will mesh together, and you're like. It's not like fast, fast, fast in order to be like a montage, but it's like actually giving you a piece of information mm-hmm. and it's too fast when you're, especially when you're reading subtitles, but it's a style as a stylistic thing that they do a lot in Korean dramas these days. And it really drives me crazy. Um, but I will say that is like, it's like indicative of some, you know, more popular Korean dramas right now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wish they would stop doing it. And like, it's juxtaposed with those, like, you know, like the very soap opera long shot staring from multiple kiss, angles. Kisses from everything. multiple angles, zoomed in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, yeah. It is interesting how they, and they do, they do this a lot in Asian dramas. They, they take a lot of risks. They take mm-hmm. a lot of like, you know, oh, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? Like in the, I, I sorry, I'm jumping around, but in the final the the battle scene like when they're shooting up the place mm-hmm. they do a bunch of long shots mm-hmm. and it was like it was you know with a with a legon and joe young they were showing off for sure yeah dude that was i a, was like that, yeah expensive 
It was <laughs> super expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> super expensive. But that's what they do. Like and like you yeah. said now, like they wanna they wanna juxtapose it between kind of the longer shots and the fact that they have to play like the soundtrack because you know, soundtracks are so important. <laughs> they paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the product placement, you know. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. You need that twenty five hundred dollar LED face mask. Is that how much yes. it is? Yes. <laughs> and they 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 had um was it when I'm trying to remember what episode it is. Uh it's when Lee Gong meets uh entail introduced it's in episode 13 he introduces mm-hmm. he, Lee Gong or she introduces Lee Gong to her dad as as her boyfriend and there's like it's like it's like constant um Oh it was like that, yeah that it moment. was literally a 2 minute commercial, commercial yeah like yeah. Meet meet your future son-in-law while eating kimchi. Like, out of a bag. Yeah, yeah, out of a bag. Uh, that was <laughs> weird. Um, okay, so I do want to spend some time and talk about, because we got the reliving of the night from the intro episode. And mm-hmm. it, like, I felt like, although stuff that happens later on is a little bit more confusing, like how he rewrites stuff and... Like that, but I did like that he relived that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was really well done. Although the Lee Lim killing himself moment is <laughs> is like the grandfather problem again, and I don't. But yet in reverse, like because because the younger version kills the older version of himself, and I'm like, doesn't that mean he's dead? Like I don't. I didn't understand how he was still alive after that. They well, they they messed it up because they said decided they were going to do both a time loop uh-huh. and the Alternate, uh, and the alternate. other side. Yeah, yeah. It's they just, did both. I don't when, understand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not smart enough. I don't know. Like I feel. I, did, <laughs> I think that was my exact tweet after yeah. I watched episode thirteen and four or fourteen and fifteen, whatever the um, however it went out. But I was like. I don't think I'm smart enough for this <laughs> show because when he first killed his older self, I was like, oh, that's why because they talk about like how young he is and stuff all the time. And I'm like, oh, that's why he never ages because he's actually the younger version. And he's just kind of adopted the persona of the older version of himself. Mm. And I was like, oh, got it. I can get that far. And then mm-hmm. quickly I was like, I oh, no, that that's, far. that's not what happened. <laughs> and that's oh, not yeah. even true. <laughs> I thought that because he killed his young, he, because he killed he killed the older self, the younger self killed the older self. I was like, okay, it's time loop. They're they now they're all stuck in a time loop. And I thought, oh, Lee Gon, stuck in a time loop. He's gonna age. Like he is stuck in the past. But then, like, I guess he was hanging out in the in-between. Mm-hmm. For going I, going in and out to okay. like he couldn't get the timing right for when he was supposed to meet up with Taeol, even though he's been counting time the whole time. Yeah, and don't the- try to keep track of the actual halves of the flute after they disappear and then apparently are still there. <laughs> like, so somebody, I-, I read somebody said that, you know, when we see Lee Gon standing in the field and his and his flute like uh-huh. starts to disappear. Somebody said he doesn't, they, they cut away before the whole thing disappears. Well, does he get put back together again? Like, what's he just going has, like, on? the nub? <laughs> I guess he still has a piece of it. I don't so, understand. That doesn't make sense. I don't get it either. I think <gasps> I think that maybe, and I don't know, I have to look this up, but I know some dramas are written in a way that they write it as it's airing. 
this is pretty much, I think, what was going on here. I At least it was so. shooting. Yeah. I like, heard that it was shooting until the end was, of March, it was end of May. Until it, was it was, airing, yeah. Basically. So maybe she was writing through the shooting or maybe she was, I don't know. Like, it's very odd, though, because that, that part doesn't line up to me at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't line up at all. We're uh, confused. That's the outcome Let's just, of that. like, just, yeah. I mean, we don't have to try and sort it out mentally because I think that we, like, we, we had our theories and we were like, if they don't come true, that's fine. But it's also just like, eh, okay. Thank you for the reminder, Nat. Yeah. I'm going to throw one out for my theories, though, because I, I definitely thought <laughs> that, you know, Shinji was the shooter and it was Lee gone and everybody out there, you know, I'm sorry. Anyway. I also, I thought there was two gates. Oh, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> Rickler told me that. I was like, hell yeah. But didn't, weren't they, at one point, wasn't Taeul searching for the other gates? Everybody yeah, and Lee Gong mentioned there was a second gate. Yeah. I think that the second gate was supposed to be in the bookstore. And that's why everybody oh. kept coming out of the bookstore. That makes sense. That's what I, yeah. And I thought it was I his painter's shop, the too. Gate. I conspiracy theory. Where's my I think second they did, gate? too. Do you they remember? mentioned it, but then You're, suddenly, they're all going through the same gate, but th- that yeah. totally contradicts what happened in the very beginning when Ligon put all those guards at that gate yeah, and, and like and nothing cross, happened. And it's like they're in different reality gates. Like that to me, like oh, in this episode. When they were like on top. Yeah. And like they're the mirror image and like it was beautiful. That was a beautiful mm-hmm. scene. But like it would have it made more sense if they were at different gates entering and stuff like that. Did they ever converse like in the world between worlds? Because I was also no. waiting for that standoff. Too. No, Tao no, got tail. that with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought there, there was a scene where there were all these people running out of the bookstore. Remember that there were a ton of people clad in black, and like they shot them all. I don't know if y'all talked about that last time, but like mm-hmm. I was like I watched that and I was like they're coming from the bookstore. They're like the gates in the bookstore. Like it has to be. Yeah, I. Yeah. <gasps> it's the only theory that I was like hands down. I I would hope I had hoped that there was a explanation of the you know why the time stops working for one versus the other and how long I mean it was supposed to last forever you know once yeah it was a- getting to the point where it was gonna like oh, yeah. be forever but no uh uh-uh, uh no he, <laughs> he just walks in he's followed by his two pals and uh, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna just so. <laughs> This episode was <laughs> was kind of interesting because she had all these like memories throughout the course of this episode after being stabbed by Luna, like mm. all the, like basically she's like ah he's coming and then and then she's in the hospital but we don't really see that and yet and then she leaves the hospital to go and get Luna and then uh, I don't understand that happens they jumped forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was happening all over the place, like it in was this show. Bizarre, yeah. But this one particularly, I was like, "What?" Yeah, uh, that was really weird that they they just decided to jump forward with the the Luna interrogation. They kept doing that too. Like later, when she was like, Taylor was obviously in a different location. They would go back to that, and I'd be like, "No, no, no. When when is this? What what is happening?" <laughs> it was so confusing. It's weird because I think I think episode 14 is probably my favorite mm-hmm. out of the batch. Um, aside from like like obviously getting the fluffy ending in episode 16, but I feel like episode 14 like tracked. I was following it the yeah. most, even yeah. with this like super bizarre editing with Taeul and Luna and like the poisoning. Mm-hmm. It was I think we experienced it at 
in earlier episodes too when they did that whole scene with Taylor and Ligon in the field, like in the beautiful field. Yeah. And we were all like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like and the, then they went back to it a couple of times and it was like, and yeah, I'm like why? 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 And like the poisoning of Ligon, I was like, wow, that's so cool. But then they never really kind of pick up like how they found him, how they found out it was Luna, how they got her, like where are they <laughs> when they're interrogating her? It was it was so strange. <laughs> yeah. I have to I have to ask, what did we think about her him showing up at, at <laughs> to her as a five year old and a twenty seven year old and showing up to Joe Young and you know the other incidences where he would you know, messing with the timeline and then rewriting everybody's memories. What do you I, think I liked about it. that? I was that was probably the easiest thing for me to suspend my logic on as yeah, far as like me too. what like her getting these memories kind of in the present day. The then, thing that tripped me up though was at the end when she was like, make sure you hug him. And then like <laughs> she, and then hugged, she him. hugged him. <laughs> Like, that kind of it was like me she up, was but... remembering it in that moment and i'm like that's not how time travel works yeah <laughs> but but it doesn't matter it's yeah that that was yeah. I, I, that's the easiest thing for me to be like okay cool i okay. think the biggest thing for me was really like at uh, the way they treated it when they see him again after he shows up through all those time travel things is then, not that it's not that they had that whole experience with him once he shows up on Maximus. It's that everybody's remembering seeing him before that, and it's like, wouldn't you have gone through that sort of epiphany a while ago <laughs> when you actually encountered him again? You know, um, now it, he'd just be old hat. He'd be like, oh yeah, it's like gone. We, we oh see yeah, him he, we, that's we where you him. have the issue with. There's actually multiple timelines going on. But there's not like no. that's where the logic like yeah, kind of falls yeah. apart. And they don't introduce the other timelines until the very last episode or the exactly. other like universes. The other universes, yeah. I, yeah. I I I agree. Like I liked the drama of it. I like the drama of her remembering things and the other characters remembering things. I thought that was really cool. And it could have been consistent if they would have been mm-hmm. consistent. Impossible but, at this point, really. With yeah, that yeah. complexity. Well, <laughs> they had that scene. Remember the one where he's in the, I think it was like episode nine or 10, where he came to her and it was the time when she was like, oh, he's coming to me from a different time. Yeah. I totally thought we were going to see it from his perspective at some point in the last two episodes. And we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. And and then they redid it to like be. Like when that, she finally recognized When she him. finally, well, when he finally manages to like find her after the right version all, of her yeah like the real version of her who remembers everything and he was surprised at that which was cool um but like maybe he had maybe he had tried to go to that time period or so, i don't i don't know or maybe this is an idea because there's multiple flutes that's an alternative reality version of him okay sure yeah, there's multiple <laughs> flutes yeah we don't know yeah I, they could have been him from another, yeah, from another. You won't give me multiple gates. I will take multiple. <laughs> no, but he did say what he what he said was that you know there will come a time where I will disappear because of the mm-hmm. you know, he'll like the time stops when people cross over the gate. I don't know. I, I felt like when they when they disappeared the flowers when the flowers like disappeared and she saw that they were disappearing. I was like, oh, they changed it. Like they like literally they she rewrote it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. It, her necklace doesn't disappear. No, everything no. else disappears, but not her necklace. <laughs> Unless she actually just went out and bought it because she remembered that she got it. I don't know. I, 
I, I had to think through that one a lot. Like I was like <laughs> sitting there and then I was like, at some point, if you thought about it for more than like 30 seconds, you probably should just give up Natasha. Cause it's like, not going to make sense anyway. And just, yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the, the necklace, it was the only thing that I could have kind of accepted because like the necklace because the sim- the symbolism with the mm-hmm. necklace was well, that he put a was- box in every single potential yeah. outfit so that means the necklace had to stay like symbolic she was right? wearing it in the in between too so i yeah i don't know she came out of the in between and everything that she had with her in the in between was on her was yeah. on her and she had it in the in between that's what i'm saying all right the I'll only thing that. i I'll can that the only thing yeah. i can make sense in the last that makes sense days. that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> was it intentional though was that well the because it was product placement yes Yes. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yes. <laughs> Product placement. Today. Uh, so we had in episode 15 soft hospital time. I'm talking like where he like does her hair. He sleeps mm. with her in the bed, which all, oh, the yeah. nurse, all the nurses would have come in Broken. there and bitched him out over that. They would have been like, no, no, no. You're not allowed to. S-. Yeah. It- Especially during a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. It was April. Like April 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Nobody was wearing PPE. What's going on? Well, this is zero out of 10 stars. This fails logic of our universe. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, it's an alternative no. dimension. Yeah, we're just we're just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really sweet, though. I was looking mm-hmm. for some more of those poignant moments. I think that they might have gotten criticism for not including as much of that in the earlier getting and, and actually. Yeah this time so they watched this and then they were like oh we got it right you know no. you they, can't just have her say i love you after two episodes of fighting <laughs> exactly yeah although although if she has all these memories now there's a like if they had actually made a point of saying hey i actually that remember you sense, right? that would have yeah. been i suddenly remember that you were there when i was five and then again when i was 27 like that would have and made it made sense, but they didn't use that. They didn't yeah, use no. their own inconsistencies <laughs> for their advantage. And it's oh, so boy. common in so many dramas, but especially time travel dramas. You are always going to have a scene where they're they're meeting at a, a you know as kids or mm-hmm. um, as a, you know adult and kid or other things. Reincarnation does it too. Like there's. It's just it's just a standard drama trope. I think it comes from like the whole I- human idea that you would just love to know your significant other as a child because mm-hmm. it just you want to like you know they're yeah. the person that you yeah, love. Like and- they were okay when they were a child, and you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's really sweet. It's it's just a common trope, but I, I love that it's so endemic to the genre, right? whether it's Korean dramas or Chinese dramas or Taiwanese dramas. You know, yeah, they always find a way to fit it in there in the most ridiculous ways and I love it every time I eat it up (laughs) and it's interesting they couldn't they couldn't do it with this one in the way that they couldn't make him a kid Mm -hmm. and have the meat they could have done it but they I mean I know why they didn't do it because he wouldn't it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made sense at all like it would yeah because that that universe league on is like you know like I, I thought that was really interesting is that there is another league on is still around who doesn't know anything yeah <laughs> i thought when she like collapsed on the floor or on the ground crying that like the other league on was gonna turn yeah. around i was like right like there's something there but no no nope. <laughs> just kept walking it's not the same person it's yeah. not they did they actually kind of did that very well in terms of like making them completely different people mm-hmm. like uh almost opposites she, right 
Yeah. It, yeah. Like, like Shinji, like, and how he was, they asked him, well, who are you? And he goes, I'm still trying to figure that out. Like there was some really cool poignant moments with that idea that they can look exactly like you and they can have a very similar path, like a similar trajectory as you, but totally different people. Mm-hmm. And and with the the flute kid, I think it goes back to him saying in one of his cryptic sayings earlier on when he's speaking to Luna about the you know, the red string on his yo-yo, I tied this string myself. And I think he was referring to the fact that Taewul and um, Lee Gong were fated, regardless mm-hmm. of the fact that they were in alternate dimensions from each other. Wait, so Yo-Yo Kid is like the red string guy from uh, yeah. Ashes of Love? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Moon Immortal, Fox, the Fox. Yeah. The fox spirit, yes. He is I did think about him that. as kind of like a trickster, a trickster god in a yeah. way. Kind well, of that's what God was in Goblin, right? He was very trickster-esque, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he was, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he obviously he showed up as the younger, you know, Chabul character. So maybe that's what she was going for. Like when she mm-hmm. wrote that character, she was trying to do something a little different, but she liked the concept as the, the same, similar to the Goblin Exactly, I mean, saying yeah. I tied this string myself is like just mm-hmm. like such a it's it's that mythology coming yeah. forward. So very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, I like it. There's a few things I did want to talk about in episode 15. Uh, Prime Minister Ko trying to threaten Lee Lim and failing miserably. And then <sighs> like such- her calling her mom. Yeah. And this is the confusing thing that confused that, but I got it right away. She had told her mom in an earlier episode, if I ever ask you what you ate for dinner, you say mackerel. And she didn't say mackerel, so that means that her mom had been replaced by a doppelganger. That's all that it was trying to say. Personal horror, you're, you're the person that you love most in the world, regardless of how terrible of a human you are, has been replaced by their alternate reality version. But it had no consequences. No, it, it never no, came up again. I didn't even get that. Did not it get was that at so all. confusing when you first watch it because you're like, okay, well, what's going to happen to her mom? Nothing and then happens. Nothing Nothing because happened. they rewrite the timeline, obviously. They, they so. rewrote the timeline but and she ends up in I jail because was... she's a terrible human. I, I guess they were they were trying to show us that that was the consequence, like that he swept out he he swapped out her mom for somebody uh-huh. else. He killed her actual mother, most likely. Yes, yes. But like they didn't really do a good job of showing us that she had gone to like the extreme because from the very beginning, like she was such a badass, and like everyone rooted for her. Like I, I was, everyone was rooting for I her. I thought he was come on, cool. Yeah, she was the yeah. coolest. Yeah, and even like when she was like, "I'm going to get the flute and stuff like that." I'm like, "Well, she's not because she's going to learn her lesson because she's she's dealing with things she doesn't yeah. quite understand." And then it happened so fast, and it was like, "But, but yeah," and and we never see her deal with the fact that her counterpart was killed that her doppelganger was killed and did she kill herself yeah she, yeah exactly like we don't see that herself. at all either yeah. she's dead she did. we don't know if well she kind of she kind of hinted at it she's like you have no idea what i've done to mm-hmm. Lee Gong. So. i think she killed i think she killed i think herself, she did too but it yeah. didn't yeah it didn't like lean into it as much because again like if they're not showing showing us that if they're not <laughs> showing us that confrontation then that usually means that like she's gonna be like redeemed or she's gonna have more of a like a role to play in this whole thing later on and they just didn't do that and they did the same thing i'm so sorry to interrupt but they did the same thing with the whole okay my legon was like okay i'm gonna 
my cousin is going to be the next heir. And then they have an off screen in America car crash and he's upset about how they show it. And then it, <laughs> you don't yeah. know. And then, and then Coke pro- like talks about it and you're like, I don't even know who that person looks like. And I don't know why it's important. And she says somebody else did it. I don't, and I can't remember the names. Obviously that's my bad because I'm <laughs> not any Korean speaker, but you, you got so much where it was like, okay, you're telling me this, but why? Yeah. yeah what was, was the plan here? Yeah. I know. I don't remember the person who died, but I know the person who did it was yeah. the pregnant lady. Oh, yeah. 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 You're right. The pregnant lady. Yeah. yeah. And because they, because she made another deal to go back, like, to, and that's what she was apparently oh. used for. But we, I don't remember. Those storylines are connected? Yeah. 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 We but got we a little bit of that. Because yeah. it's like, Honestly, so fast really and like didn't mean this. anything and like they didn't film it maybe yeah. I, who actually memorizes every single name because if you're not if you're not a Korean speaker like it's really 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 hard yeah and that's the problem like that they're gonna they're gonna keep having the same problem if they keep trying to make make these dramas consumable for like international audiences is that like we're watching it aesthetically like and we're reading those subtitles and we can't make those connections like it's just too hard like i watched so many k-dramas and i still like chinese names are easier to remember than <laughs> it's true korean yeah. names yeah. so weird i think maybe it's because i've watched more k-dramas than c-dramas but i think that k-dramas are easier yeah. but i know that mm. it took a long time for me when i first started watching asian dramas and k-dramas in particular to like one be able to hear the names when they're mm-hmm. being said, but then also recognize that they're usually not actually saying their names. They're saying, you Hyung know, like Hyung or Huni yeah. or calling them by their mm-hmm. title, like Divi Nim and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, whoa, okay. Now I'm tracking yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I figured that one out pretty quick. But that's another that's another problem with the names for me is that they're saying like Nim and that kind of stuff. And I, I hear that. But like I That's like I'm reading name. the name. Yeah. And it's just I'm reading the name. I'm not usually hearing the name and it's just not clicking in the same way. I think that um, it yeah. should. I do. I do want to pour one out for Lee Lim's plan that he never got to execute, which was to uh, <laughs> at Lee Gong's mother's memorial. How? Oh, yeah. The alternate version of Lee Gong's mother come back from that the dead. Been- so cool and dramatic like it was it was it was extra on a different level of like, just, uh, like yeah so evil like so <laughs> like and then have like Lee Gong like react to that and he was probably going to do something like I hate you Lee Gong like but then, but then she's like she's like no 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 I'm not going to participate in this I'm going to poison your food and eat your poisoned food as like because I have to eat your food to prove it's not poisoned and then you're gonna eat a little bit of that food and then I'm gonna spit blood all over you but not enough to kill you yeah not not enough enough to to kill kill you you. because you had one bean and I started laughing and gave away the joke I (laughs) liked that moment a lot because she wanted to die more than she wanted to kill him like she just really wanted to die um and I was like well good for her she got exactly what she wanted and she kind of got that last laugh kind of thing and then time stopped so I was like ha like you won't be able to revive her. And it was just like, it was really cool. It was, but but then of course he runs away and we didn't know what happened. Hmm. Yeah. He died I, off screen like everybody else in this drama. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, I think this this drama would have benefited a lot, honestly, from cutting so much of the parents' storylines. Yeah. Like Shinji's oh. parents. Shinji's parents especially was not necessary. Like I could not keep track of any of that to save my life. And I felt like we spent so much time it. on it. Yeah. Like yeah. we could have done with like the initial flashback when all of these pieces are kind of set into place for Lee Lim and then you know, do like some of those memory flashbacks that they do a lot in Asian dramas and that would mm-hmm. have sufficed. But making, giving like each version of the parents, that's like four parents. <laughs> we gave like so much screen time when that could have been used for our main characters. Exactly. Um, for like the the leads and, and Jo Young and Nari and, and all of those players, which like, honestly, like Jo Young and Nari and like this, the other version of Nari in Insu. the Kingdom of Korea just like dropped off in the last, Joe yeah, we gave us so a much. phone call. There was no secondary ship bait. And we got like a blurry screenshot of them of, touching of, hands. <laughs> it was like, hands are a language. That made me sad. I actually <laughs> think that the drama would have done better if it would have given Ko, Prime Minister Ko, and a love interest. Yeah. Um, I think that it would have been more interesting because like most of the secondary lead stuff is like non-reciprocated, right? Like yeah. it doesn't really work out. It would have been way more interesting to see Ko lose a love interest, like, you know, have that choice and like decide to take the, you know, the evil route and that sort of thing. Like I would have been more comfortable mm-hmm. with that maybe because I just, I know that that's more mm-hmm. indicative of Korean dramas. I don't know. Or just Asian dramas in general, but she didn't get any of that. And it just kind of felt like a waste because she, yeah. didn't, she didn't get much. There was a lot of really legitimate criticism at the beginning and towards the end now um, of the fact that she was a one-dimensional other woman character, which is a very indicative thing, or not indicative, but a very common thing within Asian dramas, period. Any any certain one where it's just like your character basis is basically being jealous of another woman. And, um, you know, she's much more re- well-rounded and we got a lot of time with her in the beginning, which I really enjoyed, but I really hoped that her storyline would go somewhere where that Machiavellian personality would come out and she would be able to accomplish something. Instead, she's just choked out in a tunnel and then cries about her mom and then everything and then goes, you know, I think everything's reset. Cooler yeah. if she had managed to kill Lady Lim and then become the ultimate bad guy. That's that what was I, what I was thought. expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought I, she was... Yeah, I thought that too, because she was going to the other world and she was trying and she was doing things so well, like she was keeping things a secret, like, and people didn't find her as much of a threat, like, oh, would have been cool. Lost, missed opportunities with that one. But and, again, like the funny yeah. thing, is, like, she's not the main character. She wasn't like the main focus. And that's the way that these dramas tend to go is like, do the main characters is there payoff there? And if there is, like, that's actually, like, a really good thing considering, like, how these dramas are made and, like, you know, what, yeah. the, what the point is for them and stuff, so. Yeah, I, I, I feel like with K-dramas, it's, like, am, do I buy into the lead characters? Yes. And then how much do I like the side characters? In different dramas, it's it's more or less for the, the group of side characters, depending on, like, what their storylines are, if I think they're working or not. And... I don't know. I just, I still feel like the time management in this show is kind of all over the place. And so while I like love the main characters, I just, I, it was harder for me to connect to all the side characters because they were all pretty disconnected too throughout the story. I don't know. It was just, 
There's so much going on. Yeah, there's (laughs) so much going on. It's so messy, honestly. Beyond Um, even just not remembering names, I think just any specific show that introduces you to like 30 plus characters within the time period and expects you to care. Yeah. Going to have a hard time. So, yeah. So Lilium is captured. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's a decision to have him go or Li Gong to go back in the past and finally kill Li Lim because he cannot heal the flute on his own. I think that's the logic. He needs to go back and prevent the flute from from being being separated. I was hoping for a magical like reunion. He tried. He's like, boop, boop, boop. Get some super glue on that. Nope, not happening. So he's got to go back, (laughs) kill Li Lim in the past, fix everything, risk dying himself. So this is the classic, like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to heal the universe um, thing. And the universe (laughs) is like, no. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Right? Because that's that's what happens. I I was actually really concerned here. I was like, when he said he was going to sacrifice himself, I was like, no, we can't do this. We cannot do this. This is not what we're doing. (laughs) But what's really funny is that Lee Gon actually kind of kicked and screamed his whole way through that whole sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, he really did. He was like, "Mm." (laughs) I got to get back to my woman. There's no no self-sacrificing going on here. I just, not even. <laughs> I just could not keep track of where everyone was moving and like where the flute was either because you know they they said their their goodbyes to everyone in like the Republic of Korea which I thought those scenes were really great of course like Jo Young and Yoon Sop I was like yes time for ten here for this oh my <laughs> I God, love it, it. Was so it was so good it was so good <laughs> double yeah. double the and, beauty and it was like they can't, and, and I remember them saying something along the lines of like you know, once we go through, like, no one is coming back through until, like, we get this sorted or whatever. But then they brought Shinje over to the Kingdom of Korea, but then he went back again, and I guess he took the flute with him at that point. And then Jo Young was like, I'm going with you, Lee Gon, into... I just... Someone... Does anyone know what's going on? <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, there was something weird going on. I didn't even know if Shinje actually had it, because they didn't show him giving it to Tao. She was yeah, like, give it to me. Getting it. Yeah. I know you have it, but then she had it. So she had it. Then she took they didn't need to show it. They didn't know. need to show it. No. We just, everybody just magically appears in a scene. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did, I did enjoy the, the going back as the, like that whole scene, how we talked about how it was a really expensive set scene and how he showed, you know, yeah, um, it was Joe cool. Young shows up on the black horse. He's like, "You're not going alone. Take yeah. me." Yeah, and the I black s- horse so froze for yeah, life. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I thought he was gonna die. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and then when 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 he when it did look like he was shot, like in, in the he had final like stand, nine sh- nine bullet holes. I was like in his leaf- back. Yeah, <laughs> is, is Legon just gonna leave him there? Does he care? He did just he leave just, him there. He just and like, then he would... nodded and went, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" whoa. <laughs> that is that and, is Joe Young. And that is that's unbreakable story. And then there was a voiceover. <laughs> yes, yeah. So this, I, I totally agree with you, Nat. Like they, yeah. they rewrote this to say, mm-hmm. okay, he actually gets to live now. And then they did an, a different scene. Imagine if that was his ending. If oh, we just like, left him there, oh, it just didn't. Like, it didn't have like the narrative catharsis that you would want it to as a tragic death of a friend. You know, like 
it didn't have it had the lead up in terms of like saying goodbye and all that kind of stuff but it didn't have like in the moment the way that they edited it it was very obvious that they oh, yeah we're in episode 16 now i should, should yeah. oh i mean sorry yeah. no it's yeah, okay yeah. We've, we've drifted it's fine it's <laughs> just like this show <laughs> yeah 15 was Tears. like 15 just should have not happened at Tears. all yeah i ended it i was like 15. i have no idea how this is gonna end i yeah do i care right now i don't 15 was know. bad like yeah. that was like kind of like one of those things where i was like i'm ready to go into this finale and i have zero expectations <laughs> and actually i ended up in 16 having like a really good time because yeah. i didn't have any expectations and i also thought it was really i just i loved the the traveling through dimensions and time and the fact that like even though we didn't get like a royal wedding or them or any conflict around them resolving mm. that different worlds thing that we talked about there is no conflict in this story by the way there's it's a conflict free narrative between the, the lead couple yeah there's yeah. no reason for them to have any problems outside of the external influences there is no inter like interrelationship anything keeping them apart which normally like, I can't handle watching so. Yeah, I, I mean that's I, just, yeah. I, mean, I can't handle it either, but it's it's fine because it, it was fine because the yeah. the show we itself was so complicated. Yeah, like, we had conflict everywhere else. Like yeah. it was kind of just nice to have something to hang your hat on. Cute. At the end of the so <laughs> exactly in the end, he manages to like get things fixed. It fixes all the realities. Everything is sealed back up. Now there's like millions of dimensions that he has access to potentially. And then he starts to try to find her and we go through all of those things. Um, this ending when they finally end up meeting up reminds me like meta wise mm -hmm. of crash landing into you mm. because they find a way to bridge and exist somewhere in a middle ground. Do you know what I'm saying, Caitlin? I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Okay. But like, oh, I believe but, you. No, it's good. It's just... You know, it, it just reminds me of like, instead of saying, hey, now she's the queen of Cor the kingdom of Korea, or he's decided to give up the throne and live in this other world, they, they decide they can't do either. And so they exist in this middle place. Well, this is this is where I was super confused, because I had thought that when he went back to the the second time to 1994, mm -hmm. that his younger self had lived and mm -hmm. so that like that younger yeah. self then became the the king and i never was able to keep track of if his dad had actually died in this version of 1994 yes. either so i thought that when this legon finally met up with Taeul, i was like oh he's just gonna stay there because like the kingdom of korea is taken care of because there's still a version of him mm -hmm. in the kingdom of korea but that was not true so yeah it did kind of remind me of crash landing where like not, not no spoilers for you ty but just like in that show you're thinking like how are like what does happy ending look like for these characters yeah. and i guess like that conflict is more i don't know for me the crash landing on you conflict felt more uh real oddly because it is like real life and it yeah. felt like it had more stakes as opposed to this one, even though I was pretty certain like we were going to get happy endings in some version for both shows, like the crash landing one, I think is done better. I but, agree. Yeah. Um, but it's just one, very like from a meta perspective, yeah. very similar. And it, yeah. it struck me as just like, oh, is that the new trend in Korean dramas from this 
uh, what's the company that produced both of them? Dragon. Uh, yeah. Dragon yeah, is like Dragon that, something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, is that the, the logo? Is that yeah. the new trend of what they want to say? Is that like find this like middle ground between stuff? And even it's if also you, like you know dating forever. Yeah, you know? it's, it's like, weird. Yeah. Like because we don't really get married traveling. early now. Like the 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 onus on a lot of Chinese and Korean dramas has always been, oh yeah, we're gonna immediately get married in yeah. order to have sex yeah. or whatever. And it's sort of like, no, we are modern people and we have modern dating relationships. So maybe we should just play with that concept instead. You know? Yeah. yeah it's but then very it was like, revolutionary. Oh, he, he never has an heir and so therefore like they're his line ends in the in the kingdom of Korea when he well and the monarchy for Christ's sake it's yeah well, yeah it's <laughs> fine and the monarchy he like although that timeline doesn't exist he literally had like armed police guard like guards on the street like a dictatorship like we could we yeah. could just say like he made tyrant. mistakes in his tyrant type <laughs> I want to see the tyrant version so bad oh right? the tyrant version. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he had it in him. Brilliant. We saw it. But we did. He turned it off real fast. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, it was just like a couple episodes and then it was gone. But, uh, but if I thought the heading was wasn't brilliant. a joke. No, the heading wasn't he a wasn't, joke. He wasn't actually beheaded, though. No, exactly. Matt brought this up, but like, there was no actual beheading. It was just a. That's not a beheading. Or maybe no, but he did have the I don't know if you talked about this last time, but like he had blood on his the like the left side of his face. Mm-hmm. Like for every single every single time he showed up, he had blood on him or paint on him or mm-hmm. he had the the lightning thing. Um and the like the way that he like went and slashed him, I think they were trying to like for it was supposed to be like a foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh. Nice. I missed that. I like that. Same, but I like that. <laughs> it's cool. No, it's cool. It's and and we did get that like uh in episode fifteen. I didn't bring this up, but we did get the flashback to the first episode where Lee Lim was captured by the police in like our quote unquote uh version of the Republic of Korea when he's covered in blood. Like mm-hmm. we what we had, happened there though. I, I yeah, like it was a dropped whatever. I don't even I know. I also what to think call that them. was another thing was that when the first time we see Lee Lim Lee, Lee Nim, whatever, he's got the blood on his face. So mm-hmm. in every scene he has blood on his face. So they're trying to say, oh it's now. No, oh no, it's now. Oh no, it's now. No. Like they're like, like they're playing with your with with what you expectation. Yeah, with your expectation. Again, it's stuff that was written down to make sense. It was stuff that was she wrote down to pay, to have like payoff. But mm-hmm. then it wasn't like executed. As translated by the directors, may have leaned too hard into the concept of weekly format. Uh, you know, like excitement and uh, mm-hmm. you know how we we, mm-hmm. we talked about this multiple times throughout our streams. But the idea that you have to have a shock value to TV, whether it's week to week, episode to episode, with your previews or with just in general you sort of lose coherency as a story because you're only focusing on those moments of excitement and then everything after that kind of just simmers down. And I think that's probably one of the things that was to the detriment of the show is that they really tried to push that, ooh, pushing the boundaries. We've got Mm. a new thing that happens and we got a new thing to deal with. And then at some point you just get overloaded and you stop caring. And in, if you stop caring, which is great, I mean, we're all in that mode right now, 
it's fine because you can just enjoy the ride, but you can't ever get fully vested into a story where you would want to watch it again, or you'd want to talk about it all the time. You know, like there's in order yeah. to do something cohesive, especially with a time traveler and alternate dimension reality is you have to have a singular thread throughout that makes it important and has transformation for the characters. That's my take yeah. on it. You can probably disagree with that. That's fine. I just feel like simplifying is much more important, um, especially when it comes to this sort of more emotional, organic storytelling well, of I think, dramas. I think that's where Goblin succeeds is that like it it underdoes the the things to keep the the thread of them being goblin and goblin wife. It's a simple together. story. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's the yeah. sword. It's the sword. Yeah, the it's sword, like, yeah. That's the, that, the touchstone. Totally different, you know, directors uh mm -hmm. and everything. But uh the the interesting thing that Nat was talking about is that like so a lot of the the, the format of Korean dramas and the way that it is to, to reach out to the international you know, fans like they're trying to do right now, not yeah. reach out, but they're trying to expand the they audience are. more. Yeah. 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 And this drama is like a hundred percent like that. An experiment in it really actually. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and it's interesting because we're doing it right now, you know, uh, covering for the, the latest four episodes that have streamed right after the last one just streamed, you know, um, and we're, we're doing this, we're covering it every single like, uh, forum uh people even like dk dk news who's like a k-pop news group is covering this drama mm -hmm. you know and th this is the kind of format that they choose to do it in it's right after that last episode airs and then they're going to talk about it so that idea of having like something big in every single episode is like so important because everyone that's watching dramas they want to eat up that content they want to be a part of a conversation like right after they watch that latest episode i mean i remember when watching mm, it's true um meteor garden when meteor mm -hmm. garden was on i was watching scenes that were not even translated yet that yeah. had just aired like a few minutes before on like twitter and i was like being spoiled like having no idea what was going on like yeah. oh my god like crying watching this darn scene i had no idea what's being said because I was like, I just wanted to know what was going to happen next. Mm -hmm. We call it like the water cooler moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the mm -hmm. thing that you actually take from the episode that's going to be important. And it happens too. like Chinese dramas are on a really weird release schedule because if you have advanced subscription, then you can get episodes in advance. And mm -hmm. like I'm right now, like I just Google translated like <laughs> the last few episodes of the Romance of Tiger and Rose because I was getting spoiled for it from my yeah. timeline because I have Mandarin speakers in mm -hmm. my group of friends. And it's like, yeah. So you, you, you're in a weird cathartic space where it's like, Oh, not cathartic, but <laughs> weird liminal space mm -hmm. where I was looking where you can get that catharsis of what yeah. happened, <laughs> <laughs> but without any kind of subtitles or any kind yeah. of understanding of what's going on. So, so I, I agree. Yeah. Did this one air on like, like regular TV in Korea mm -hmm. and yeah. and, mm -hmm. and Netflix. Okay. And yeah. was it airing kind of roughly the same time? Because I didn't see that there was a ton of spoilers. I said I they it, were trying to do they it. Were, they were pretty like, aligned. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah. especially uh, C-dramas, like they can be weeks in advance and like literally the whole plot is available before oh, it yeah, shows up yeah. on our streaming services. And yeah. I, I hate to say this, but like in terms of following a bunch of K-drama accounts, it's like, yeah, they were 
covering it. But even with the water cooler moments that we had, mm -hmm. I don't think that there was a propelled interest from a lot of people. They were like more like, okay, let's wait until it's all done and out and then we'll binge watch it because then it'll make more sense. Because if you lose somebody within the first few episodes, they'll just wait until the series is over to hear the reviews of it in order to actually get on board. I yeah. mean, there's very few dramas that I'll jump on to if they're airing. Um, but when they do, when you do, you know, you're like, you have a heavy expectation. Yeah. Like I it was, I did it with Meteor Garden, with Romance is a Bonus book, and with this one. Those are the three that I've chosen to mm -hmm. kind of come along with for the ride and yeah it's it's a lot of like mental like okay I'm invested now because I'm committing time out of my yeah rather than like when I want to schedule my job yeah. watching it's a totally yeah. different experience I, I I did this uh so I was watching a suspicious partner which mm -hmm. is you know pretty popular k-drama um and I watched it like a year after it came out and I remember posting about like uh not really big on it like I dropped it like halfway yeah. through. I was like I'm not a big fan and people were like oh my god how are you not a fan like that like and then eventually I got down to the the point of it uh -huh. which was that when it was coming out everyone was watching it like yeah and they were all like online and talking about it and just they had this huge uproar about what was going to happen next week what was going to happen next week and I was like, that's a totally different experience mm -hmm. yeah. than just like watching it on your own. Yeah. And I think having a community that is watching these things more too, like I think like, you know, in like Star Wars Twitter, which is where like we're all kind of based, I feel mm -hmm. like so many more people in our circle are now watching Asian dramas too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there are more people like talking about this now. It's not just me. Like the first um, drama that I watched when it was airing was Memories of the Alhambra. Mm -hmm. And I was like so desperate to talk to people about it because I was not having a great experience with it, but I watched <laughs> every episode as it was airing <laughs> because uh, I was invested. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but <laughs> and no, then that's great. <laughs> and then uh, Crash Landing on You, I watched while it was airing, and then this one, and all three of those have been very different experiences. Like Memories of the Alhambra was like pretty much on my own, and then Crash Landing on You, a bunch of us were obviously watching while it was airing, and then this one is like the next step of like, well, I'm talking about it now, like on mm -hmm. a live stream. You know, like there's mm -hmm. there is just something to be said about like that joint experience, whether you come out of it like viewing it positively or negatively and that's what they want and that's what they're getting is people talking about it yeah and I agree like I think it's important to actually do this with this content because there's plenty of other shows where people are doing podcasts and like I've I as somebody that was like a serial consumer of like the Walking Dead podcasts or the Westworld podcast or like anything that was related to media where you were trying to kind of keep up both and all, uh, both in the past, but also anticipate the what was coming based on production or whatever. And it can be it can be tiring, overwhelming. But I think we should, you know, having a community of people that are centering that attention on what is essentially femme gaze and femme produced products is mm -hmm. pretty important to me. So I'm really grateful for all of you to like be part of this journey. Yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah. fun. It's been fun to yeah. cover. I I would say. In the end, and maybe we'll get into that with our overviews and our overall, like, how did we feel overall? Which I, I already spoiler saw your your review, Caitlin, online. Oh, I just had to do it. I finished it. Yeah, I was like, I gotta no, do this. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> no, but do you want to go first on like how you felt about the show, kind of overall, and like where you're at? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
like MC said, I rate, I have like an ongoing thread of all the dramas I've watched the past two years and I just give them a letter grade and I gave uh, this show a B, a B minus. B minus. Yeah. B, mm. That would be mine. Yeah. yeah. I gave it a B minus. Uh, Memories of the Alhambra, I gave, gave a C plus. So this one is above Memories of the Alhambra. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that the like the confusion level of this one just kind of it overtook me like or it became the focus for me of just how confused I was throughout the whole thing. And um, on certain areas, it was hard for me to suspend my disbelief about a lot of what was going on. So I, I don't know if I would recommend it to other people. I think that at the end of the day, one of the things I love about K-dramas and Asian dramas and, and K-dramas are just made so rapidly that there's just so much room for experimentation <laughs> and that's what makes it really great. And I think there's just so much opportunity to play with these stories and like these different plot holes and things like that or, or plot developments. And this one, I don't think did it as successfully, but I loved all the pieces of mm-hmm. it. Um, I think I said in my review, like the sum was not as good as all the pieces, like the sum of the whole did not live up to expectations because like mm-hmm. the set design of this show is incredible. The actors are all incredible actors. I've seen most of them in other stuff and I love them in that. Um, the music was pretty good too. The OST I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. but putting it all together just didn't <laughs> jive yeah. for me. Um, there are definitely like scenes I want to rewatch and like I've listened to the soundtrack and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, and like I said, I think it's a beautiful show, but yeah, overall kind of lukewarm on it. Like I'm glad we did this and I can't wait to do the next drama, hopefully. But the next drama for sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's B minus is kind of where I settled on it. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Ty, yeah. you can go next. I, I, I like that rating. I think it's a good rating. <laughs> if I were to give it like a like a letter grade, I, I like halfway through, I because I, I wasn't a part of the last couple streams, mm-hmm. I was like, how are y'all <laughs> talking about it? <laughs> like, but of course, when I, I, I like, you know, watched some of the, the previous streams and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Y'all, there's actually plenty to talk about here. Like, because... Of course, there's so much to talk about. It's it's little because of the things that are bad. There's there's still stuff to talk about. Um, but you know, I really liked the fact that I actually stuck it out and watched all of it because for a little a little while there, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. Um, I've dropped a lot of dramas, and you tend not <laughs> to finish them too. Like, I, I, like I, I'll, yeah. I'll be like, you Even haven't ones- finished Meteor Garden, and it's been like four months. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh Which yeah, I, I do say you should finish Suspicious Partners because I really yeah. like that drama. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I, I don't think I ever dropped it technically. Like I do have a, my drama list. I keep updating on hold. Everything goes into the on hold. Everything's <laughs> on hold. I have like. 10 or so dramas that are just oh my gosh me too. i've got probably about 15 the only thing i've ever dropped is uh the korean meteor garden like oh, oh. yeah i'm not even i'm not even going over flowers it. i actually you know what's really funny about that that you that you mentioned that is that the other day i got so sick of looking at what's his name Lee-min Ho. Lee Min Ho, yeah. Lee Min Ho. I was like, you know what? You're a really beautiful man in this drama. And every everything yeah. that I watched you in has really pissed me off. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch Boys Over Flowers. For <laughs> some reason, I was like, I'm going to go pick up Boys Over Flowers again. Because of him. Because yeah. I was like, for some reason, like, for I don't get it. The King made me appreciate his skill a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't like him in the airs. I didn't like him boys over flowers. Haven't watched him anything else, but those are like the ones that he's like known for. <laughs> I want to watch faith. Like faith is supposed to be really good. Mm. And he rides a horse. in that. There's too, also so. the good doctor. Uh, the good. Do- it's like a yeah. historical one. I think. Faith is, yeah. No, I think that's faith because it's the oh. one where she t- travels back into the past yes. and she's a doctor. And then she falls. It has a different name. In Yo, you gotta watch yeah. Legend of the Blue Sea. Oh That's yeah, that one I have to watch. Reincarnation well. one, and he's like a con man in it, and he's so charming. Like, oh my god, that version, like him playing that kind of character, just way better, way better. One of I the mean, I like the king, but yeah, one of the directors from that show was mm-hmm. one of the directors for uh, the king. There were three oh, directors okay. in mm. the king, so and that was Oh, one that of makes them. sense why everything's incoherent too. Is <laughs> if you have three directors and three different editors or anything like underneath yeah. them, like you're going to get some weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. There was some yeah, exactly. There were choices. There were three directors for the Goblin. There tends to be like multiple directors for mm-hmm. kind of the big ones. Yeah. Usually like two or three. Um but yeah, most of the dramas that I like tend to have like one director, one mm-hmm. writer. They're like yeah. a duo. They work together on you have to similar work together. projects. Yeah. 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 Gotta I have I, a vision. I, yeah. Uh and Nat, how did you feel? <laughs> uh to put uh put this on my my drama list rating as probably like an 8.5. I'm like the nicest reviewer <laughs> on my drama list. That's so nice. <laughs> I'm so nice because I never put anything really under a seven. And I think mm. a lot of it for me too is because I mostly watch Chinese dramas and they're vastly under uh, rated as compared to K dramas because I think the audience is just different and the expectations are different. But I'm like, no, you got to watch more C dramas. They're not that bad. You need to just finished all 45 to 60 episodes. Okay. Um, so I would put it as like an eight. And I think a lot of the fact is that like, I felt super invested in this drama at the get go. And I got to watch my interest wane, which is pretty normal. Like I've been through the slow heat death of the universe that happens in every C drama where they don't know how they're going to end it. So, um, this is no, this is no, nothing new to me. And I don't, and I, and I actually have different standards for dramas than I do for any other medium period, because once you get invested in the tropes and the actors and everything that comes into making a C drama or K drama happen, you, you, you have a lot of like, you know, you're like, okay, well, I know that kind of is stupid and it's soft, but it's like, it's endearing and it means something to me. And that's how I felt at the end of the show, especially with like, I actually cried and I didn't expect to cry, but it emotionally moved me in a way that I thought was good. And I, I just liked the, the kind of the promise that I, I felt almost felt like they were angling for a second season, to be honest with you. And I don't think it's going to happen, but I no. thought it was really cute. Like they I tried. Um, <laughs> we're like, that's I so just, cute. it's like, they this foul all over again. Oh God. Sorry. I, I didn't watch it. I just saw scenes from it. So, um, Mostly what I would like to say is like this drama as a serial secondary character lover, like I don't yes. actually get into the primary characters unless it's my OTP and we're not talking about that. But secondary characters, secondary relationships, secondary everything is my bread and butter. And it just it fell apart and it lacked that element. And I think, you know, my say of a goblin, I don't even care what's going on with the mains i'm just sunny and reaper over here you know like there's a lot of people like that like mm-hmm. we like the angst we like the unrequited we like the weirdness of that like and the drama the actual drama and, and uh neither angst nor payoff for in the end for yeah. those yeah yeah but so, she did, i mean uh, 
bromance with the two characters. Yeah. Yeah. I I think she thought that was what she thought that was her bread and butter, but it's. Well, there's, it has to be done right. Like there's, there's there's a lot of good examples of bromance where you actually have like the main heteronormative relationship, (laughs) like actually work out and have conflict. I mean, I can I can list plenty of them um but if you're gonna do a bromance like that like and then also just have the resolution where he's going to die for him but you only show him being saved in you don't even show it you just talk about it you know yeah. like you're, lo- you're you're losing everything at the end and people essentially are waiting for the end in order to feel like they've their investment has a reward and yeah yeah there's no reward here. It's more of like a, a gold star or a token of like, oh, you completed this. Congratulations. Yeah. It's, it's a really great montage. It's, a, it's an achievement, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. You completed the King Eternal Monarch, but nothing really that. mattered. Have your I Doctor Who AU. <laughs> I got that shirt. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Oh. I think that it's interesting, like talking about all of this and like the fact that like we all come at these shows like pretty differently, like not being there for the seconds. I'm always here for the leads. Yeah. And I think like for all of our favorite tropes that and they're all present within this show because the show has everything. We can all name like other shows that do that thing better. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like no one like no one thing kind of stood out among the rest. They were all just kind of level in the end, like with the um with the main romance, like we were talking about, like in the beginning, it didn't really like come to any, like they were just immediately in love. Yeah. And we were like, what's going on here? But then in the back half, like we, we kind of got that more and like, that was cute and fluffy. And then like with the bromance, there was more examples of that, like kind of in the middle and beginning. Mm -hmm. And then that was kind of dropped at the end too. Like nothing, nothing really soared in this drama, I think as far as the tropes are concerned, but Mm -hmm. they were all there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For my part, I enjoyed this. I was trying to think, like, am I going to give it a solid B? I will probably give it a solid 80% on my drama list. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, that's... Is that an A? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's it's like four stars out of five, I think, Mm -hmm. is is the... Exactly. Is the number. And uh, it's just because at points um, during the drama... I did feel like, ah, why am I watching this? Oh yeah, I'm doing the stream, and that should never be the <laughs> that should yeah. never be the, that should never be the the outcome of like, why are you trying to watch this? I mm-hmm. did enjoy the puzzles, and uh, there is a little bit of a letdown to do with some of the puzzles not it, it like turning out to mean anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even if they only meant things within the timeline that was rewritten, right? Yeah. Um. I would have been okay with that. Ah, that made sense. I was right because I get like uh, intrinsic reward out of. Uh, oh no, being we do. Right. All of us <laughs> in this area. All, all of us are on the speculation horse literally yes. all the damn time. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I loved, uh, you know, how it looked. I loved the cinematography. I loved, mm-hmm. you know, so many aspects of the acting, especially like showing the doppelganger pieces were just so good. But like it it had the complexity of like, well, now there's two of them. And so I have to memorize like two names, two personalities. Like my learning disability was like dying this whole time. I had to make like a little like, like chart for myself. Yeah, like a chart (laughs) so that I could like be like, oh, I'm just 
I gave up like trying to memorize names like to your point Ty like I I struggled with this one a lot and I'm like why did I decide to choose this one (laughs) like because I'm like I can't say people's names on a stream because my learning disability is like killing me like it was it was a whole like thing but I'm happy I covered it Mm. and because like to your point, Ty, this is a, a concerted effort, especially on Netflix's perspective, to try to bring these this fiction to, mm-hmm. you know, North American specific audiences and mm-hmm. European audiences. Like they did it before with Meteor Garden, and that was vastly successful. And it was actually more successful in non-English speaking locations mm-hmm. like uh like South America, especially. It had a huge following. Like we talked about that before Ty like you know this is an effort to bring these different fictions out there and I'm really happy like we decided to cover it talk about it and and really just like invest some mental effort and there are things like that I want to cover in the future that are not dramas like this but I still think that it's valuable to cover dramas they they are such a different perspective than we get here yeah, well, and, and Netflix needs something that's going to set it apart from all these other streaming services mm-hmm. that are out with Disney Plus, like that completely changed the game. And so them upping money on being able to air international shows as they're airing in different countries and with K-dramas in particular, it's a huge draw that no other streaming platform has, except for people like us that all like have Vicky as well. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, okay. Yeah. Well, and, you, and you realize that like, you know, in terms of the universality of all of this is that like... Yeah, we're assuming that, you know, like North American audiences are the ones that we're really marketing to. But when I, when I, you know, my international crew on Twitter is all, you know, they're all from different countries that are located in Asia, but around like Malaysia, Indonesia, mm-hmm. Philippines, um, being able to, you know, um, have a commonality of experience, even if it's not on Netflix is, is super important. Like we need to just like, like dramas in a, are kind of an international movement to me because they don't they don't expect the audience to um be specifically centered towards like western or american Mm -hmm. or european thought like they're they're made for their own countries and cultures but they are because of the way that they are formatted in the way that they focus on relationships and characters they are extremely accessible and mm-hmm. Netflix being able to tap into that has been great because like my grandma got into dramas, my mom, my sister, mm-hmm. every woman that I have known that I've been like, okay, I know you don't like this one that we're watching right now, but you'll like this one has been yeah. like, okay, no, this is, this is what I want. And it was sort of like, it's sort of like watching the an- anime and manga boom of the nineties happen again. Yeah. But in yeah. A- yeah. So, I've thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're, we're coming into this, like, I, like, because people are so desperate for content that speaks for, speaks to them because I've watched you guys follow like Western shows and be disappointed. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've all been through that before or major film franchises. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, being able to have something that won't let you down, uh, that will make you happy yeah Yeah. so there's something odd about the distribution about this that I wanted to add which was Mm -hmm. uh you know I I mentioned the DKDK TV which is a popular news channel that or popular YouTube channel that does K-pop news 
they covered the king for a while. I don't know if they're still covering it, but at some point after their second episode, after <laughs> they did the exact same thing we did, by the way, which I had no idea they were doing, uh, four episodes at a time. And uh, they after the second one, they posted on Twitter, like, should we change to the world of the married? Because the world of the married is more, more popular. popular. Yeah. yeah. And all of the international fans were like, no, because we have no way of watching the world of the married because it's not on a streaming oh, service. That's very good to know. Yeah. 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 Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I think that they continue just doing the king, either that or they dropped it all together because like all of their all of the, the only reason why people watch DKDK is because they're two Korean guys that speak English mm-hmm. and they can explain a lot of like the cultural context mm-hmm. of some of these pop culture issues, you know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's something to keep in mind, like, kind of what we're going through right now. There's also, like, the kind of stuff with uh, BTS not providing English translations for mm-hmm. all of the stuff they've released recently for, uh, you know, their celebrate one of, you know, their their celebration of seven years and stuff. It's, like, a really big deal, and they didn't provide any English translations. So all of the major translators had to get together and figure out kind of a contingency plan because they weren't expecting to have to translate so much for free. Um, it's, it's very odd. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like most of the fans are now international fans. Yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting because of the fact that like, um, I think that there's a lot of reticence to have like, when I go looking for C-drama content, especially Mm -hmm. on YouTube, like there is like maybe two people that I can follow, like that, that will explain it from a cultural standpoint. And I think a lot of it is like, you have to understand that we've, we've projected a lot of really horrible like opinions and, and, and uh, dismissal of these genres in general. Like, and especially coming from our perspective, we don't want to like try and speak over or colonialize traumas, but we're yes. sitting here as we're just sitting here saying, we love this medium. We appreciate it. And there is not enough going around saying that this is important. You know, mm-hmm. like we're just going to try to add our little, our few, few sentences there and just say you know we need more of this like mm-hmm. it needs to be a movement because if you can take any lessons from any of the asian dramas that we've watched it's that the the power of women writing stories for women like that's it that's mm-hmm. you can just nail that to my coffin when i die is like <laughs> why did i spend it the last year of my life watching 300 hours of television <laughs> in yeah. languages i don't even speak it's because it was made for it was made for me even mm-hmm. if i don't speak the language so yeah mm-hmm. it's even it's even down to respecting the woman as oh, oh, the woman an audience. as a, a audience as a consumer as someone who spends a lot of money on this stuff as someone mm-hmm. who dedicates time and emotion to this stuff you know like that's incredibly powerful like you see it with you know like the k-pop groups uh even though they're guys creating music they're still creating it usually for that audience right for that audience and and then you have the women women writers in k-dramas and and dramas in general tend to be more like Mm -hmm. prevalent uh just because yeah the consumer is is a woman and that consumer is respected a little bit differently yeah than in the U.S. than in the West. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm hoping we're seeing like a renaissance. Yeah. I like would like to yeah. think that, uh, but I don't know. I'm not usually one to. I don't know. 
well, figure out this I, kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just an acknowledgement that like mm-hmm. the woman, like women are huge consumers of this kind of media and it's never talked down to mm-hmm. you. We have like shows we like more shows that are done better shows that have, you know, ridiculous product placement, but they're never, <laughs> the genre is, is never talked down to you never like, I, I remember talking to my mom about K dramas for the first time and she hasn't watched any yet, but she's like a huge consumer of like Hallmark movies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that is repetitively talked down to <laughs> here of just like, oh, like you see so many parodies of, of Hallmark movies and like the tropes that are present in those and, and all of that. And it, it's just, it's made to seem as less than and like not good media. Whereas here, like they're the same, like they're, they're catered to women, but there's such a different perspective on them. And like, I think that like K dramas and Asian dramas get to do a lot more fun stuff, I think, than mm-hmm. like the, the comparison here of Hallmark movies, <laughs> which <laughs> Hallmark movies are great. It's a genre. Remember, yeah. it's a, you know, it's, it's a, a genre. genre. Yeah. But it's yeah. incredibly talked down to, and mm-hmm. it's, it, that's never the case with, with K dramas and other Asian dramas. It's like, no, this, no. this is the norm. Yeah. <laughs> this is what people are watching. This is what people are consuming. And it, you, don't feel bad like women are never felt made to feel bad about watching it or that it's guilty pleasures exactly and it it is it's 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 consumed by everyone yeah yeah. they're they're targeting a primarily women audience because they know that's where their bread is but and men watch these too and can watch these because like as as they as they are feminist in nature you are not you know, expositing ideas of toxic masculinity. So women yeah. and men can appreciate them at the same time because of the fact that it really is egalitarian as uh, the way that it's trying to ex- yeah. create things. And, yeah. and they're not all just like rom-coms. Like no. there's just a, the, no, like I don't, I don't mean that. But well, I mean, this like- show was not like a, romantic comedy like it was yeah it was, it was a, a very so yeah it was more. a very it was, a, it, was, a concept, it, was yeah. it was like a yeah I, who said it at the beginning it was a thought experiment like yeah in, yeah in drama form like like i was like <laughs> what if what if we did this and it was like yeah and and you know what in so many ways i i even though in some ways it just didn't end up being successful it still had a story and it told it uh, it had just some problems. I mean, it it <laughs> succeeded in trying, which I don't think that yes. like like North American like no I don't no, think there's any North American that. storytellers that would try to be like we're gonna do this insane thing and it's gonna be awesome and we're like okay. No, because there's that expectation of, well, how many seasons is it going to go for? Oh, yeah. Whereas or, in, in Korea, that's the not audience, the case. Where's the audience that already exists? Well, in with K-dramas and with Asian dramas in general, it's like you it's it's like if you show it, they will come and they might complain about it a little bit. But there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is hype. There is a hype machine, but it's usually a little bit different just because. Yeah who knows when these things are going to air kind of situation. Yeah. There's just, yeah, I don't know. There's just the, the fact that there's so much more flexibility and so much more creativity, I think, within K-dramas and, mm-hmm. and Asian dramas of just what they're willing to tackle, what weird tropes they're going to go for and, like, manipulate into, like, a new version of a trope. I mean, yeah. it's just – it's it's good. And like the fact that like with K dramas, they are so short. It's like, okay, this, this didn't work. That's okay. It's done now. <laughs> and we it's don't have a, to, 
Not a seven yeah. day episode experiment and paying like a yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, sorry, I had a budget. No, no, it's so- like, you know, what's great to you used to do mention that is the fact that most of these are adaptations. I mean, Korean dramas are pushing the boundaries by having these kind of written as their written kind of situation, but a lot of Asian dramas are adaptations of existing stories yeah, yeah. and adaptations of adaptations yeah. of adaptations of existing stories as me and Marie yeah. Claire have talked about before yeah. and your <laughs> garden being like yeah. a combination of all of the different versions of boys over flowers the anime the the and manga, going back to the manga and yeah. going back to the manga like but all of the different visual versions of it too it kind of took all of the versions and then made like like a prime version which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah ways. yeah yeah, and I mean, Meteor Garden was the first dra- Asian drama that I watched. Mm-hmm. And so just being thrown into that of like the intensity of how tropes are portrayed in that story, which is n- like you don't see anything like that in <laughs> Western fanfic. media. I, I was so like, different. what am I watching? And then like, and then, you know, you start watching fan videos and stuff and on YouTube and it's like, oh, here are all the comparison scenes between Meteor Garden and Boys Over Flowers. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's just like this whole world that is just like very invested in storytelling and is okay telling the same story twice because it's a good story. Mm-hmm. I think that like, there's just like the balance there of like, let's try something really kooky and like, let's do a new version of something that we all already love. It's yeah. just, it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Someone in the chat brought up that at the very, the scene when they're watching the security footage yeah. where they say it's a thriller, it's a romance, it's a melodrama. Yeah. And there's like, it's whatever. A drama. Let's just kiss. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was a very meta commentary. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, throughout the show. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that was redone like after the fact to be like because they were looking at Joe Young surviving mm-hmm. and like that touching moment is like, God, uh, this one's for the shippers. Mm-hmm. Boop. <laughs> like, I, yeah, it could have been. It could have been. It's a melodrama. Everybody can. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, I did yeah. want to bring up that uh, Wu Do Huan. Our, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't pronounce names. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, KP <laughs> in the chat actually pointed this out on the Discord uh, for What the Forest. I have like a little sub channel because I like to talk about other stuff um, <laughs> that uh, he's been cast and it was announced on the 10th. Uh, he will be the main star in the drama Hero. And I want to read it. I want to read the like. Oh, there's a. Like the description of what it's going to be because it is bananas and I'm excited. So I- wait, is it a web comic? No, it's a it's gonna no. Be a I show. didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I, I added that. I thought it might be a bit. No, no, no. Not- it's it's a drama and it's gonna yeah. premiere on OCN. So, it was like based yeah. on a web comic, but mm-hmm. I don't. I. I so the article was from- read the description. <laughs> okay, so yeah. sorry. So he's offered the role of Ode. Gute, a former prosecutor who is jobless. He was an amateur boxer athlete until high school. Uh, but after his older brother mysteriously mysterious suicide, he gave up pursuing his career in sports and he studied ardently, <laughs> graduated top of the Judicial Research and Training Institute, becoming a promising prosecutor of the investigation department. <laughs> However, during a trial for a troublemaking chayball, I can't pronounce that. Yeah. I know what it is, mm-hmm. but what is that? A rich table, a, a rich, rich kid, kid. rich kid, yeah. Yeah. Uh, assault case. He was unable to hold in his anger and ends up bringing down a law book on the table's head. He was forced to retire from his position and his license as a lawyer is suspended for 10 years. Um, he ends up his. <laughs> 
uh, ending his career in this legal profession. In the present, he is makes zero income and is working part time at a friend's tuning shop. <laughs> okay, that's good. I like that. Wait, okay. wait, wait. But they just gave you the whole flashback, and then like the present is what the show actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this sounds like uh, it's a one class. But like a little but bit different. It's like it's one class, suspicious partner, and uh, like and uh, fight my way. But all yes, together. it's a it's a Park Sejun drama. Yeah, no, 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 it's no. a Park Sejun mashup. Okay, the idea behind Hero originates in the thought that a huge invisible force is working behind the unjust ways of the modern world, where. Those who perform good deeds are treated like criminals. The drama tells the story of ordinary people who go against the enormous evil power that is throwing society into disorder by being in criminal. their attempt to reach their objectives. Okay, all right. Okay, so this probably so, is a web. This probably is a web comic somewhere. I don't. Uh, I don't this felt very yeah, practical, but now we've got the yeah. you know the 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 yeah, mystical like a, element like the to Deus it. Deus ex machina of the world is. Yeah. You're just trying to sell us on a new drama to follow. It's a lot. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's who's the who's the writer of this? Oh, I gotta uh, figure this out. I'll be right back. Give me a name. <laughs> Sorry, give me the name. <laughs> give me a, a name. Uh, eh, I, I don't, is oh, it in uh, the article? Screenwriter is Park Hee Kang. Park Hee Kang. Kang. Park two E's for hey. Park Hee Kang. Got it. Park Hee Kang. That's all I know. I'm excited. All right. I'm I'm excited, and I don't I I I mean like there's not enough. Obviously, there's not enough information. But I'm like, who? What else did this person? Right, because I need to know why this is like a mashup of all these Parks of June dramas and then like suspicious <laughs> partner. Like so, what is going on? Bizarro weird. It's like, let's take all of it. And, and again, to that experimental thing, like maybe they were trying to be like, Park Shejun is like super, <gasps> super, you know, popular. Let's mash up all of his stuff into a blender and make it something. He wrote... Um, he did the only drama series he's ever done was Possessed. What's that? You haven't watched it? No. Oh my god. Okay, so is that the Cruel Intentions one? Uh no. There's it's, a Cruel Intentions about, one? There's a <laughs> Possessed is basically about uh so so Nat, this is uh the only other mm -hmm. drama that this person has written who's writing this one mm -hmm. that I just talked about. Uh he's written Possessed, which okay. is on Netflix, it is a crime drama ghost thing where, like, this girl can, like, see ghosts. Uh -huh. She, like, is helping a detective figure out what happened to these people okay. who were killed. Oh. But there's, like, a serial killer who's actually being possessed by... Uh, or this, this guy that's being possessed by this by serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah, who had died years, years prior. Okay. And they find out that he has the same, like, MO and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, it's really, really, really good Korean drama that's, okay. like, out of the realm of, you know, typical... Uh, I like that stuff. I see, there's a lot things. of ghost seeing in Korean. There's a lot of ghost Love stuff. it. Yeah, I love yeah, the ghost yeah. ones. Ghost yeah. and reincarnation dramas are mm -hmm. some of my faves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And apparently there's a movie that he was in, too, called The Divine Fury. So. I feel like I've heard of that one, but I don't know what yeah. it's about. I, I anyway, I'm, I'm very excited for that. <laughs> I'm excited for it, too. Um, uh, I would that, love to try. I don't, I don't know what any of the other mains are doing, but this was, uh, this was just announced. And uh, KP 
uh, actually uh, who pointed out this article was like it's it's google deep think because it just popped up on the top of their feed okay. and it's like yeah <laughs> maybe i've been watching too much dramas or something or you know the, <laughs> never watch too many dramas no, no, never exactly. <laughs> uh, so i did want to like now that we've kind of vented and aired and and talked <laughs> about all this stuff i i actually wanted to talk about what you're consuming next and uh what is on your radar next other than this which looks like it's probably a year or so away Mm. Um, Caro. 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 Uh, so Nat, what are you consuming slash I'm will be first? Oh. <laughs> I always get to go last. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I, um, I of course, uh, I've gotten Caitlin into, uh, what we call Trotar, which is the romance of Tiger and Rose. And <laughs> I, <started> that. <laughs> I love it and I will never stop loving it. It gets a little rough at the end, but I think it's worth it. Um, yeah, I'll do a comprehensive review once it's finished because it actually will finish for VIP watchers, which I have a VIP subscription still uh, next week. And then I'll be able to like, you know, kind of do a retrospective on it. But it has been one of my favorite Chinese dramas I've watched in recent history. Um, oh, wow. I am looking forward to... Very few things, unfortunately. Um, the one I am looking forward to is uh, I will probably be really focused on the uh, a drama called Miss S, uh, which is a remake of the Miss Fisher's murdery Miss Fisher's murder mysteries, which is an Australian uh, murder mystery t- television show that they remade in China with my favorite Gao Wei Guang as the main lead detective hot guy. <laughs> So okay. yeah, um, for but Korean dramas, I'm I'm I've um, I'm definitely yeah. There's a, there's way too much in my docket. You just follow my Twitter, you'll figure it out. So. <laughs> and Caitlin, what are you? Uh, well, I'm living off of Nat's recommendations right now. I'm <laughs> watching Romance of the the Tiger and Rose, and then I'm also I started Someday One Day, but mm-hmm. uh, I need to take a break from that one because it was a little heavy. And it's heavy. It, it was heavy, and and I started it like three weeks ago, and of course, like everything that's been going on, I was like, I can't do that right now. But it's really good, and I'm liking it a lot so far. Uh, Romance of the Tiger Rose is so much fun. The lead actress, um, I don't know her name, Song she, Lucy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she is in uh, the romance I hear or the drama I hear you, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorites. Like, it was in like love my top that. five favorites of last year. I love that drama, love and that yeah, that one is such like a good like present day, just like sweet drama. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, so I'm really enjoying. I was really excited that she was in this one, so I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. that one. And uh, yeah, I, for dramas, I'm looking forward to. I don't keep up with like the new dramas that are releasing as much, but I do know that like Love Alarm season two will be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Which I season two, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think it comes out in August. Um, um, that one's based on a web comic, I think. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was good. It it was. I really liked it. It hasn't been like one of my all time faves, but I'm looking forward to season two, especially because they don't usually do season twos. So I think that one. I think that one's out later this year. But I'm excited. I'm I'm like gonna be turning on Romans of Tiger and Rose after this and. <laughs> Um, I didn't realize that it would be another week before <laughs> there would be like English subs. Up. What episode are you on? Uh, I'm on like 11, 10 or eleven. I think you're fine. It, it, it's it's twenty four episodes, so you're um, you're not even halfway through. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, but get to talk to me in private once you hit closer. And also, like I, I don't mean to interrupt here, but I do think that if you felt unfulfilled by 
the King Eternal Monarch as a time travel loop narrative. Please, for the love of God, watch the Taiwanese drama Someday or One Day. It is a perfectly coherent, amazing time travel story, and it will knock your socks off. It will also hurt you on a deep spiritual level, <laughs> but can- it will be good. Yeah, I'm only on episode three and it's uh, it's hurting. So yeah. <laughs> I will also say in like the reincarnation vein, mm-hmm. if you're interested in that, Chicago Typewriter is a great reincarnation K-drama. Also has an excellent bromance if you really want a good bromance. And then uh, Legend of the Blue Sea is a great reincarnation drama too with an amazing OST and Lee Minow is the lead and he does a great job in it. So those are, those are my recs. <laughs> Ty? Um, yeah, so I've added a lot to my list lately. Uh, <laughs> I tend to like a lot of uh, escapism type dramas. Mm-hmm. I like, I still watch a lot of American television. Like I still watch a lot of like, you know, trending TV shows on like Netflix and Hulu and stuff. Um, Cause I try to stay up with things in pop culture, but I, I like tend like, so when I go to dramas, I tend to want like, my favorite Taiwanese drama is Devil Beside You, which is like one of those really bad, like it's got one of the most bizarre subplots in all of drama history. Like it's kind of known for having one of the most bizarre subplots ever. <laughs> um, and and, what and is it? it? It's uh, there's a Christmas tree decoration competition. <laughs> Uh, that a bunch of young that's boys. That's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a bunch of guys have to participate too. So it's like <laughs> absolutely absurd, and they're all like rebels, and they all like do a bunch of stuff. But it's like, but it's a big deal because this guy wants to be a designer, right? So he has mm. to decorate this Christmas tree in a correct way. It's so bizarre, and I love the draw. I love it so much because I love that kind of stuff. I love that older. Like you know, early two thousands, late nineties. Mm-hmm. So really, that's a really look. It's a look. Yeah. yeah, it's a look. It's very over the top, and it's like something I go, wow. When I was when I was the age I was yeah. around this time, I could have had this, and I yeah. wish I could have had it. Um, and I think that's kind of like where I'm at, you know, with that, with like kind of the emotionality of it. It's just like it. That's the escapism for me. Is just like the the emotional uh like growing up with that would have been much nicer i think yeah we missed out like uh, like looking back on early 2000s stuff whether it's like the taiwanese media garden that's like the most loved of all of them or all of like the japanese uh dramas at that time like we we definitely like kind of like if we would have had more accessibility to this stuff, we would have been watching it and we would have loved it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, As opposed to being in that kind of pop culture era where people were saying that love stories were bad. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, that that's where it comes from, I think. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm going to try, try to watch like someday one day, cause I didn't realize they were making kind of high quality Taiwanese drama still. I thought that that was kind of going out the door, but it's nice to hear that that's mm-hmm. still happening. Um, and uh, Legend of Blue Sea is now on my list. Um, and just generally, like, I'm still trying to consume, like, all of the uh, Horiyang, Hano York Dango. <laughs> yeah, working stuff. your way through them. <laughs> yeah, working my way through them, still watching those. Um, I'm excited to eventually consume the, co- like, the comic after all of this is done, the manga. After all, after I watch everything. So much like Meteor Garden. (laughs) 
no I mean, it's it's yeah, interesting i've it read is. it twice it's it's interesting it how is. much they, they the manga they is good I yeah the manga is great mm-hmm. great yeah so yeah, how Yuri dango is translated roughly to boys over flower candy because like mm-hmm. but then it's like yeah meteor garden was the original um Taiwanese version. Taiwanese version. Uh, and then they I, redid it in China. Taiwanese there's version. there's so many. The uh, Me- Meteor Garden, Boys Over Flowers, Hanayori Dango are all the same story, <laughs> just done in different versions. And I, it's great too. When I was talking to my you know friends that are like um, from the Philippines or from other countries, it's like this is actually kind of like cultural mythology for us yeah. now even though it's like a shared fairy tale yeah. that you, everybody appreciates and loves and they like, no matter how many versions you make of it it's still entertaining because you love to see the differences yes. and um and now that i'm getting into j dramas which has been a long time coming um because I, I study japanese this is a language that i'm pretty familiar with um I'm actually starting to like really love the fact that they lean hard into source material, manga, like everything is co- comedic and over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. And I love that. coffee and vanilla is I've been watching <laughs> it. It's 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 a, it's a thing. <laughs> I've it's, only, I've, it's a great adaptation of the manga. I've only watched two J dramas and they were uh, it, It's a Kai Kiss mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Good Morning Call, which mm-hmm. I kind of. I've watched both of those. Those are yeah, amazing. They're very similar, but like J dramas are so different. Like, then, like, and those are both based on mangas too, right? And they were yeah. just mm-hmm. so over the top in everything, like, even more so than C dramas and K dramas. And I remember being like, oh, oh okay. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Should we take a chill pill here? And then I was like, no, 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 let's keep going. <laughs> Oh yeah, I watched uh, Switched, and I which is a body swap drama, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I watched uh, Erased, which was a adapted from a manga um, about it was like a, the guy goes into the past basically. So it's a t- another type type of time travel one. Amazing, like tight, like all the J dramas, like very tight, very mm-hmm. you know, like you said, mm-hmm. like source material heavy. Like they 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 yeah. honor the source material as much as they can. Just a totally different experience from yeah. B dramas and K dramas. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Kakufaka. Yeah, I love that show. So my much. my jaw was on the floor the first few episodes. I screenshotted, screenshotted, and I didn't post any of it. But I was just like, everyone needs to watch this it. drama. Like, I I don't do want not... anybody to know what's what they're getting into. No, though. Like, it's no, 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 no. Just watch I, it. I, I watched, watched it because I saw like Ty tweet episode, about it. And episode eight, I cried like, and I died. I was dying. Like I was, I was dying. I I watched yeah. it all in one night. I didn't. I don't even think I ate dinner. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. If you haven't watched J dramas yet, they're super accessible because they're usually only like ten episodes mm-hmm. long, and they're less than an hour. So it's like really, really yeah. quick gonna get it i watch them when i'm falling asleep because i know the language enough that if i start to sort of drift off it's okay but like i can watch yeah it's great like that that drama i everyone needs to watch it yeah please please watch it and tell me what your thoughts on it are at me on twitter (laughs) i don't caitlin pleasure at all of us please yeah (laughs) i love it i love it so I'm, i'm so happy we've all watched it now that's yeah. awesome. Uh, for me, I'm actually uh, about three quarters of the way through Rookie Historian, which mm-hmm. if you have not seen it, it is available on Netflix. Um, I, I think it's actually really poignant to our times. It it does mm-hmm. a really good job of covering things like the historians are 
are much like the press in our mm-hmm. modern day. And it's like freedom of the press and accessibility to their our leaders and how they talk about things. Um, there's a plague. And responsibility too. There's yeah. a smallpox mm-hmm. plague that is covered in there and they like deal with anti-vaxxers and like um like how to deal with a plague versus not and so like especially with what is happening nowadays everybody wears masks because it's a plague like uh Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's just really really interesting and there's a lot of like power dynamics and dealing with um inequality and access to things i'm really really enjoying it i don't know how it's going to end yet i have I fear it's going to be like one of those middle things or everybody's going to die, but that's just because I've been hurt so many times. Um, no, it, it's um, actually, I heard it's pretty soft. I mean, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a soft ending. Good. Uh, also recommend Crash Landing Into You, which um, mm-hmm. does the conversation about worlds apart better mm-hmm. than the king. Um, I and I, after that, I don't know what I'm going to do other than someday, one day, which I've promised Nat for like months to watch. Uh, um, and then I, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking for something else to cover on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. so when that all happens, um, I will definitely, uh, let everybody know and tweet it out and let people know what we're going to be covering. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've missed our window for talking about eternal love of dream, but I know that I'm going to have you on my stream to talk about it. <laughs> Talk about an experience of watching something while it was airing and having like the pure joy of like being surrounded by content. Like <laughs> I'll never go back there again. It's, it's that was the high point of 2020. It's That's over. It. Oh yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. You actually <laughs> had a very else. different early 2020 than other people. Most people. Yeah. 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 That's um, good. I can't yeah. wait to hear that one. That's going to be awesome to hear Thanks. everything that, yeah. Very cool. Well, <laughs> thank you all of you for coming out for the last this episode and the last three uh, to to cover everything that we've uh, wanted to talk about with the king. Um, do you have any final sign off words for the amazing people that have come along on this crazy journey with us? Oh, thank can you. I say something to Matt? <laughs> I know yeah. I don't know if Matt's still around, but like. I thought it was absolutely precious that this was his first K-drama and he was so forgiving of, Mm -hmm. of so many things. He was like, I just thought maybe that that was a (laughs) K-drama thing. (laughs) It kind of is, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. He he ended up still loving it, you know, and, and a lot of people who were watching it along with us still ended up loving it. And that's what I, I still loved it. Like I still enjoyed it. I just, there was things that like from an analytical perspective, I had to say, Mm well, but I definitely give other ones a shot. They are awesome. And Josh as well, who is also Mm -hmm. following us. I I was surprised at how many, how many guys were like, oh yeah, we'll come along for the ride. Yeah. We love you. We love you. Was this Josh's first K-drama? No, 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 no. It's not. He's watched many more. Yeah. 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 He was on a Seo June kick. Yeah. 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 We were all watching Crash Landing on You together. (laughs) I still have to finish Itawan class. I'm still watching that, by the way. Oh, my God. Wait, so so you're still watching Crash Landing and Itawan class? Yeah. I like at the end. She's she's bad. She doesn't finish stuff. Well, Corey will walk into the room and he's like, this looks good. I want to watch this with you. And I'm like. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're we're eight episodes into 16 now <laughs> <laughs> you got to catch up on your own time and then yeah. get back to me <laughs> i know it takes forever man mm-hmm. it takes forever but anyways so this was fun yeah it was fun all right so um thank you everyone for coming out 
Uh, if you are looking for Nat online, where can you find um, her? And uh, also thank you, Mally, for your your amazing oh uh, yeah yeah point of moment like that helped me get through the last eight episodes of the show. So my heart's out. Mally, Mally right. reached out to us and gave us our stream of consciousness. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the last one was I just don't have anything left to say, <laughs> which is great. Um, but uh, you can find me at Ashes for Foxes on Twitter. Uh, hopefully soon I will, I am working on getting a new computer for my new project, which is explicitly introducing people to the genre and especially across the different mediums, looking at how everything has changed. So yeah, anyway, blah, 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 blah. Just find me online. Yell at me. Love it. Mm -hmm. And Caitlin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Caitlin Flusher and, uh, I have my Star Wars podcast, which is Sky Talkers. Uh, but Twitter is where I talk about dramas <laughs> or here. And Ty. Yeah, you can find me on YouTube at Wit and Folly. You can find me on Twitter at my at Wit underscore Folly account or at my personal at Black underscore TYM. And I'm Marie Claire Gould. I'm Marie C. Gould on Twitter. Uh, what the Force is finally coming back after like my month long. I'm not posting anything for a month because mm -hmm. I'm tired. Break <laughs> uh, starting on Monday. So uh, come out, listen to the show. I also have a Star Wars podcast because that's all the rage these days uh, <laughs> or something. <laughs> Even though there's no content. Right it's now. timeless. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but thank you everyone for coming out. Thanks okay. for having us. This is a fun experiment. And yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. Enjoy. <laughs>